Is imagination good for us? Why do we have it? We discuss this and more with special guest Joy Clarkson on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, couch potato philosopher. And with me, as always, is my aggravatingly awesome co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and um, former, I suppose that a former haver of imaginary friends. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that. I understood. Haver and creator. Does that mean you used to have imaginary friends or did yeah. they die? Well, there wasn't enough room in this mind. So <laughs> <laughs> like you have to go yeah. <laughs> to oblivion. Yes. yes. Oh, well, and as you already can tell, with us today is a very special guest. And I have a whole bunch of notes here about what she is and what she does, or who she is, what she does, <laughs> what she is, <laughs> the genus, yes. the species. Yes. She is an author, speaker, editor, blogger, podcast host, and very, very close to being a doctor of theology from St. Andrews in Scotland. She is the author of Girls Club and the Girls Club Experience, which she co-wrote with Sally Clarkson, and Aggressively Happy, A Realist Guide to Believing in the Goodness of Life. She is the host of the podcast Speaking with Joy, where she discusses art, literature, spirituality, and beauty, and is also a contributing editor at Plow, an award-winning international magazine of faith, culture, and society. Her latest book, The Imagination Clubhouse, is a picture book co-written by my co-host, Nathan Clarkson, and is available starting August 31st. She is the jolly, the jazzy, the jaw-dropping, Joy Clarkson. Joy, welcome back to the show. It's wonderfully on. I am I'm so complimented by that description. Every time I come on you guys' your your episodes, I'm always taken aback by how complimented I feel by the introduction. Yes. Well, hopefully I use different compliments than last. <laughs> uh, well, it's fun to be on here, you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. And, and we're excited because um uh Joy and I have written a book together, so it's fun to be collaborating about the subject that we're going to be talking about today because mm -hmm. it's a topic and a subject that we dumped into our book that is totally filled with all of our lifetime of thought and passion for the subject, which is imagination. Imagination. Correct. Yes, and we're already having a fun time on the show, but if you enjoy the podcast, what should people do? Uh, people should share this with your friends. Uh, that helps us so much. And we just love having more and more overthinkers on here to talk and think and learn and converse and connect about these big ideas and big questions that we all love asking and engaging with. Um, and if you want to get in touch with more overthinkers and be part of the community, we have now over 800 people on our private Facebook group. So exciting. I know, so cool. It's so much fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm mostly a lurker, but I'm lurking so much. <laughs> lurking is allowed. Yes. But we have, but people are posting so fun memes, fun articles, fun videos. Fun questions. You guys have such interesting discussion questions. Yeah. And it's really good nature discussion too. So it's about these deep things, but people, we really try to foster an environment of, of goodwill and happiness about these deep things. We have great discussions and debates, but they're fun. So we'd love to have you on the Overthinkers private Facebook group. And it always helps us so much if you leave us a review. Yes. Reviews help us get out there so much and find more overthinkers. And if you want to tell us how right we are, how wrong we are, or ideas or upcoming episodes, visit theoverthinkersjournal.com. Awesome. Cool. So ready to get started? Absolutely. Cool. So here we go. So we, today, we're, we're, we're talking about imagination. We live in a culture that at the same time celebrates, but also fears imagination. Our biggest celebrities are singers, writers, actors, and filmmakers. Many of our biggest industries are entertainment. Popular movies like Dead Poet Society and psychology websites like Psychology Today regularly tout the benefits of imagination for mental and social mental health and social change. But we also fear that imagination might be useless or even harmful. Dr. Neil Burton wrote in Psychology and uh, philosophy of imagination. I'm lucky to have received a decent education, but the one thing I didn't, it didn't do for me was cultivate my imagination. In fact, medical school in particular did everything to destroy it. Parents wow. regularly, mm -hmm. yeah. That's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> Parents regularly steer the children away from the arts because this isn't a secure career, and arts programs are regularly the first ones cut from schools. The classic philosopher Plato wanted to ban poets from his ideal city because of their power to corrupt people. <laughs> Pastors and political pundits today follow his example, warning that Hollywood and the media is brainwashing kids and imagination might steer people away from living in reality. So, Joy, 
As somebody who regularly talks about the benefits of imagination in your writings on your podcast, why do you think imagination is important? And what do you think are um, some of the things that are missing often in the conversation people have around imagination? That is an excellent question. Thank I'm you. Gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start, I'm just gonna ramble and answer it in a kind of roundabout that's, way. That's my favorite. I I think that the first place to start is that we think about imagination as this thing that's like fake. It's just hmm. imagining things that aren't. But hmm. I think that imagination is actually a capacity you need in all of life. Yeah. And one of the ways that I first started thinking about this was that a few years ago, one of my friends um, in England lives in this big house where they have all of these different graduate students living. And it's owned by this guy named Art Louie who is the head of theoretical physics um, department at Oxford. Mm. And he's this, you know, obviously very bright guy. And that, okay, so physics is about as science-y as it is, right? <laughs> yes, like, yes. That's about as, um, as in some ways you might think non-imaginative, right? It's mm. as much as yeah. dealing with the things in the world. But I saw him give a presentation once and it was about how do you pick PhD students? And Ooh. the answer he gave was he said, I pick people who are imaginative and creative. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a scientist who can only think about data, but you can't imagine what that data might become, what connections might be there that aren't yeah. immediately evident, mm -hmm. then you can't actually make discoveries. You can't actually, right? And so I think what that revealed to me is that there's something deeper in imagination that we're not usually recognizing in normal life. And I think that's imagination is the capacity to see connections, to imagine something that's not present, yeah. um, to, to be able to see what's impossible, though it's not, that what is possible or impossible, even though it's not immediately in front of me. And I think that's something we need in all areas of life. And it, we need in other areas of life, like um, being kind. I think that people who mm. are kind tend to have good imaginations, right? Because to be able to be a generous, kind person, you have to be able to enter into the imagination or the experience of somebody else. You have to be able to imagine what it's like to be someone other than yourself. You have to be able to think what might someone else need. Yeah. All of these are functions of imagination, the capacity to see something that's not here, to anticipate, to, uh, to see what's possible that's not immediately in front of me. So I guess the first thing I would say is that imagination is important because we need it in all areas of life. And if we didn't have imagination, we couldn't we couldn't imagine the world as being different than it is. And we couldn't yep. call creative solutions. We couldn't love people. We couldn't discover things. Well, yep. Ultimately, like you just said, imagination without it, we couldn't imagine the world as a better place. Yeah. yeah. And so right now, I think we are, and I say right now, I'd say all of human history, but because <laughs> yeah. we're living right now, we live in a very tumultuous time that has a lot of ills and, and problems and fractures and chaos. And I think um, it's interesting to think how important imagination is in our ability to imagine a better future, a better world, yeah. a better place. And it's interesting that you were talking, um, Joseph, in your opening about uh, how there is a condescension towards yeah. the imaginative practice, right. right? That imagination is something that in a lot of our minds, and Joy, you and I have talked about this before, um, it's something kids do. Yeah. Right. It's something, it's a waste of time. Sure, sure, sure. You do it and you grow out of it. Yeah. Right. You need to stop imagining it eventually and right. you need to read the textbook and learn the reality of things. Yeah. Right. And um, and I, I don't know exactly where that comes from. I think it comes from humans need to quantify things and control things sure. and measure things. And imagination is something that falls outside the bounds of all of that. Um, but ultimately, I think if you look throughout all of human history, the things that have actually saved us, actually helped us, mm -hmm. um, and actually uh, benefited humanity on large and long scale have resulted out of imagination. Look at every inventor. Mm -hmm. Do you right. think that any inventor could have created something beautiful and amazing? And by the way, inv inventing takes science. It takes yeah. it takes actual logistic, practical right. Yeah. reality. Like the physics, you know, the exactly. Physics, they're not, they're not, they're no slouches. Like, no. Yeah. they're doing science, but you, it, it's that wedded with that ability to see what's possible. Exactly. And, and look at, you know, I'm looking at the microphone right now or this light or this camera, or this computer, all of these took somebody, some mind imagining what could be possible. Could we record sound? Could we record video? Could yeah. there be a light that can be, that we can manipulate and shine? All of that took imagination past what we believed was possible, yeah. even into the fantasical. Right. And so, and, but I also have a, I, one of my other defenses for imagination is I think ultimately the reason it's so beneficial and the reason it's so intrinsic to childhood and the reason we should oh, want to keep it. I think I know where you're going with this. Because when we imagine we act 
in the image of God. Yes. Because God was the yeah. first imaginer. Yeah. Before the when when all of space and time was empty and void, as Genesis says, yeah. he imagined a world. He imagined you, he yeah. imagined me, he imagined trees and, and mountains and valleys and, and rivers and seas and rocks. He imagined everything, and that's why we have the beauty in the world because um, our God is a God of imagination. So when we imagine, mm-hmm. we imagine in his likeness and ultimately we can imagine better and more beautiful world. And so ultimately when we imagine, we act like him and we can actually put that into practice. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I love there's, um, I love that. And it reminds me of uh, Tolkien would talk about how writers and fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. writers, yeah. he, he called them sub creators because he said the same uh, yes. thing, that mm-hmm. to create is to be in the image of God. And that because we bear this image, we like to create little worlds. And I love that he imagined, he said, I believe that in some way, every world we create as sub creators will somehow be present in in the image mm-hmm. times, I think somehow it'll be in the same way that we are incarnations of God's imagination. He thinks that God will somehow allow our imaginations that are good to be baptized and 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 well, in some way. And that's I'm like, beautiful. it's beautiful. It's totally out there and crazy. But I I love the idea that somehow God would honor the creation of Lord of the Rings by giving it some reality. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, well, and I think it has. Yeah, reality. yeah, and that's and that's the thing is that it's. It, it, it is at least an imaginative way to say that it has a reality. Like yeah. Dorothy Sayers talked about, you know, the in the um, Torta Christian aesthetic, mm-hmm. the idea that when you, the idea of creating an image is not just a copy of a thing in Christian yeah. theology. The creation of an image is, you know, because Jesus is the image of God. We are, you mm-hmm. know, we are in the image of God. So when you create something, an image of something, there is a reality to it. Yeah. It's not just a, a thin copy of it. Yeah. So I think, so you guys have brought up a lot of really cool, interesting points. I really love what you said, Joy, about, when people kind of critique imagination, they don't realize how basic an ima- thing imagination is. Mm-hmm. Imagination, I like how you said, it, is the ability to see things that um, are not directly present. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is seeing things not directly present aren't as important, not only is important, first of all, if you want to p- create something new yes. or at least rearrange what is there into mm-hmm. a different way, but it also actually helps you to see what is actually there better because you know there's an expression you can't see the forest for the trees mm. and it's like the ability to imagine is what makes us able to say oh we see these trees and there's a forest behind there mm. we're able to give context to actually understand what world we're living in better you talked about the empathy yes empathy means to be able to imagine or understand what somebody else is doing that is we need uh imagination for that well and i think that's important right now sorry i don't know but like, how, how dare you speak during the podcast where you're the guest i mean you're just giving us a good summary but when we're in such a divisive time yeah it's so important that we're able to even if we don't agree with somebody else yes. enter into the imagination of other people try to figure out where they're coming from what's Empathy happening is imaginational yeah. yes it's like a relational imagination yeah no sorry no invention is imagination understanding is imagination empathy is imagination all these things you know in order to do them you need to cultivate some kind of imagination yes mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's really cool so i would say a couple of things like where where do you think sort of the fear of imagination comes from you kind of brought up this sort of thing about us needing to quantify things um i i think you know i what i see a lot of times is people being afraid that you know imagination is going to cause people to veer so far from reality that they're not actually able to deal with the real world Mm -hmm. then or or to deal with the realities like okay you know it's what's interesting is that this is a, a criticism you know Machiavelli sort of during the Enlightenment era was saying that people keep trying to create governments based on theoretical places that have never existed in or will exist hint in Plato you know he's and he was like no we ought to live in we ought to have our imagination shaped by the reality you know of, of what is actually possible and so I think that there is people are kind of afraid of that and to a certain degree there is some legitimacy to it well I was looking up for this um, for this episode, I one of my first things, why is imagination important? This came up with this article in Huffington Post, which was why imagination is more important than reality. Oh. <laughs> and it's this person who is this, you know, this self-help guru basically saying imagination is more reality because mm. reality is only the limits of our mind, what we think is possible. 
And so there is, and again, a lot of places I would look up and people encouraging imagination would be encouraging imagination based on the reality is basically we can reshape all of reality mm -hmm. according to our imagination. Tolkien has kind of mentioned this because he didn't like the term fantasy. Mm -hmm. Ah, uh, interesting. Fantasy yeah. wasn't real. And so, um, and you'll find this better than I will do it, but he, he, he talked about myth as opposed to fantasy. And he, yeah. Talked about God and is is we were given an example of the true myth. Yeah, um, that all good stories should emulate or or help us understand and define reality. So they're not. It's not escapism. I think people yeah. worry that fantasy is escapism. That right. uh, you're not going to pay attention to the real world and you're going to be caught up in this fake world, this utopia, this whatever you want, and that's not real. You have to be in the real world as right. opposed to seeing it intrinsically tied to. Uh, imagination, fantasy tied to yeah. the real, the, right. rea the real world, and how imagination can actually pull it. It's the wind in its sails that pulls us towards something better. Right. But I think there's another reason people are scared of it, and it's something I alluded to earlier. Yes, to quantify, but ultimately quantify to control. Uh -huh. to yeah, sure. Yeah. Anything that falls out of our understanding or control is scary. Right? Yeah. We are scared of the dark. I think that's why so many people are so hesitant to embrace the idea of God mm -hmm. is because sure. God lives past our understanding and our control. Yeah. And so anything that lives past our understanding and control is scary. Even if God, you promise God's good, if there is a God out there I and I can control or understand mm -hmm. it, then, then I, I don't want any part of it. And mm -hmm. so I think the same... Uh, reservations people have towards embracing and engaging with imagination are the same ones that they have towards God. Okay, I'm going to get a really, like, possibly galaxy brain might not Let's make sense take. Those are my favorites. Great. So I heard, a, I, I was, recently I was talking to somebody about when you look at your, somebody loves face, you don't get, like, a direct message into your brain about what their face tells you, right? Hmm. Like, you can't just know. We don't. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, so when you look at someone's face, you see cues and that leads you to project like a reality that isn't yeah. actually physically there mm. about their emotional condition, how yep. they're feeling about you, how your relationship is. And, um, and if you didn't do that, then you wouldn't be able to have a relationship, right? Because yeah. that's the whole, the whole part of it. Um, and so some people are better or worse at that capacity to imagine what's happening inside mm. of people. Right. And I think that what we, I don't think this is what you're getting at. What we we sometimes think is that reality just presents itself to us in a totally neutral, objective way. Sure. Now, this isn't to say that reality isn't objective. Like, sure. if there aren't real things we can yes. engage with, but that our capacity to... Our perception, maybe. Yeah. yeah but that our, our perception, our capacity to intuit, to um, kind of draw conclusions is based on how we what we imagine behind what is presented yes. to us. And, and I think that like for Christians, okay. there's this idea that when we look at reality, there is an objective reality that's beyond and behind kind of what's presented to us, right? And that's yes. God. Yeah, something that, again, yeah. is, is, but God exists in our imagination. That yeah. doesn't make him not real. He doesn't but, only well, exist in, in our imagination, way, but that's how we perceive way, him. In yes. the same yes. way that your loved one, when you look at their face, their emotions exist beyond yes. the cues yeah. you're seeing in their face. Your relationship with them exists beyond just the physical reality. Yeah, but to access that, you have to access it, the meaning of those things. Yes. Uh, I love yeah. Lewis says that um, reason is the organ of truth, but imagination is the organ of meaning. Wow. And so yeah. when you look at somebody's face and you go, this means X means this, X means that, you yeah. can get to truth. But when you imagine you're getting to, what does this relationship mean to me? How do we relate to that? So I think, first of all, like when we're talking about imagine that God is kind of the thing we see behind mm -hmm. the world, we do that all the time. There's realities all the time that we can't see, but that we imagine and then relate to the realities that we imagine might be true mm -hmm. or not. And so I think that imagination is really important because cultivating a good imagination is about becoming better at figuring out what the cues of reality mean. Well, so that's really cool. Does that make sense? Was that totally yeah, yeah, That makes so much sense. Good. You know, um, I actually want to jump on, on that and say, so if it's true that, so, you, so, so we've sort of, we think that we've made a, a good case at least that the imagination is a fundamental is, is a, fundam capacity. a fundamental capacity of human beings that without it, there's so much of life and both practical and just, you know, fulfillment level in life. Yeah. You can't have without imagination. What do we do to cult to help cultivate 
a really a good imagination that's one that is helps you align to reality. Again, it helps you see the forest for the trees and helps you say, oh, okay, how can I rearrange this into something better rather than uh, pulling us away from reality mm. or giving us a dead kind of in, inability to imagine? Yeah. How do we cultivate a, that kind of positive way of imagining? Well, I feel like one thing Nathan was saying, you were saying the kind of idea that myth is fundamental to human existence mm -hmm. because in myth, we see like struggle and what yep. there's kind of these universal, you know, lots of people talk about this during these universal arcs, right? And I think that um, this is always my answer, and maybe it's going to be it's a bad one, but I think that exposing yourself to lots of different kinds of stories so that you mm -hmm. kind of have these, these like many tools to draw on, <clears throat> sure. whether they're mythical or, or novels or even facts, you know, that help you get closer to reality to be better at imagining it so i think maybe what sometimes happens when you're pulled away from reality is when you kind of have one story that becomes overriding hmm. and then you want to retreat into that way of imagining rather than using it as a way of engaging with the world more fully well i was going to say uh, similarly to what you're saying is i think one of the ways we can engage with imagination strengthen that muscle ourselves well, there's a couple different ways but one along what you were saying is to expose ourselves to engage with and stand in awe of the very best of imagined things. Yes. Sure, and yeah. that can be, you go into nature, I mean, nature is God's yep. imaginative yeah. creative work. That all of nature came out of God's mind and his uh, and his hands are, you know, used art, his artistry, artistry oriented hands use his imagination to create the things that we yeah. get to enjoy in nature. Yeah. That's one way to actually go in nature yeah. or go to a museum, go to the Metropolitan yeah. Museum of Art here in New York and look and stand in awe of the beautiful things that were created that were once in the imagination of these artists. Let it yes. feed your soul. Yes. Yes. So yeah. You, yeah. I was talking to Malcolm Glad on my podcast a few weeks ago and he said that when he was having a hard time figuring out what to believe, he was kind of like in a, he said he read novels and he said I wanted to find the best poets and the most beautiful ways of seeing the world mm. and try to get inside their imagination and like kind of feed on that and help that lead in the truth well when you engage with other great works that have uh, value well that, that came out of imagination you can yeah. start being inspired for what you might be able to imagine yeah. and do out of your imagination when I want to write a great movie I don't stop watching movies I watch better movies and I say yeah. wow this movie came out of this person's imagination what can I do with mine and so yeah. I'm inspired um, I also think that one is a more practical thing is put it into action mm -hmm. once yeah. you invest time into engaging with creative works that have uh, come out of people's imagination or God's imagination I'd say put it into practice yourself. And mm -hmm. you don't have to be um, a, a pro artist or sculptor or movie maker or musician. There is something that is really wonderful for any person of any um, job description, personality type or whatever to engage in the creative process mm -hmm. that absolutely require imagination from you. Yep. So whether that's writing a poem, it doesn't matter if you're gonna sell this and become a poet, uh, write one because it really mm -hmm. does work out this, this muscle of imagination that will feed and affect the, every different aspect mm -hmm. of your life. <laughs> go out and paint a picture, draw something, go yep. out and make a movie with your friends, go out and record a song, write a song, pick up an instrument, whatever it is, utilize that God-given gift to imagine new things and put it into practice in some way, shape, or form, whether or not it's your yeah. calling or your profession or, or making yeah. money from it. And think of the physicist and think that this is something you need no matter yeah. what your calling is. Yes. yes. Well, and I'll say one last thing that is kind of back to our last point. Imagination is one of the few things, a few things, but one of the, I'd say, primary things that defines us from animals, humans mm -hmm. from animals. Sure. Animals can only see what is there. Yeah. They don't imagine things. Yep. They, what they, awareness. No, they have instinct and they have this, I'm hungry, this person is there, I know this is safe, I know this isn't safe. Or humans can imagine things that aren't there. So it really is one of these defining factors what makes us human or not. So this is an important muscle to work out. If you want to imagine your life better, your marriage better, your job better, whatever it might be, you have to be working that imagination muscle. So go and do things like draw, yeah. write, sing, whatever it might be. So engage with uh, imaginative works, works that have come out of people's imagination, the very best and nature come out of God's mind and then practice it yourself. I, I like that. I'll say that, you know, if you experience in, in order to make sure that you're, you're the, what you're imagining actually has basis to reality, experiencing a lot of reality mm -hmm. is a good, is a good place to do. So you like go to nature. I think, you know, meet friends, meet different people, make mm -hmm. friends with different people and people who are maybe not like you. And you imagine know? what it's like and, to be there. Imagine what it's like, and that will help expand your imagination. So ex experience a lot of reality. 
you know, actually live reality, experience a lot of it to, and have that be informing your imagination. Uh, and then, then also engage with the works of imagination that other people have done, because again, they, that can help you imagine ways of other ways of imagining. So seeing other people's imaginations and then experimenting, actually trying it and seeing what, you know, what resonates with you or works and what doesn't. I think that is, you know, I think that a lot of times that the humility is sort of the key to being able to actually imagine um, something well rather than badly is where, yeah. I, where I see a lot of times people imagination going badly is that people have something that captures their imagination, mm -hmm. but then they're not willing to let go of that when other pieces of reality mm -hmm. actually show them that that might not be the story that is actually closest to reality. Mm -hmm. And so actually being able, willing to actually come at it with a, both an imaginative mind, but also a scientist's mind. It's like, okay, I'm going to continue to experience reality and let it actually inform Me. the way I imagine things. You know, and I actually think there's an element to that that's reciprocal and that does involve recognizing imagination because I think that all of us are living according to a story we're telling ourselves, Yes. right? And so being a more imaginative person does actually help you recognize I might not be telling myself the right story. I'm yeah. not going to well, tell myself the true story. This is something I wanted to ask um, is we've talked about kind of the abstract things, why imagination is beautiful, why it's good. Yeah. Now I would love to ask why it's important. Sure. Why do yeah. we need imagination in our lives? Because we've talked about why it's good and how to get it. But I, as a listener, I, I'm, you know, think, listening to us talk and be like, okay, that's great. So it's good. Do I need it? Um, and I guess that's how you get it. Why does everyone listening right now, yeah. why do we need imagination? Why is it so important? And why is it so important to cultivate this in kids as well? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing. Uh, Joy, do you want to take your first shot at this? Yes. I have two things. First of all, I, I think that we cannot, we can only become what we think is possible. Mm -hmm. I think my mom always said this to us. And I remember um, having a really interesting experience where uh, we were lucky to grow up in a pretty loving and stable household. Mm -hmm. And I remember yeah. having one of my friends over at one point and she just hung out for the day. And to me, it wasn't a big deal. But she said at the end of the day, she said, I didn't know that families could be so nice to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or they, or they, I didn't know families could like not yell all the time. Yeah. Um, and that she then kind of, as we talked about it, she said that was something that I didn't know was possible. And once she had that as a, something in her mind that was possible. She then wanted to be that way with her own kids. She wanted to figure out what it so took she could envision. to become that. Yeah. And that's a very concrete example of, I think that it's important because we want the world to be a better, more beautiful, more, more mm -hmm. whole place. And I'll say this, we want our world. Our world. Yeah. Specific. My, yeah. my life. I want yes. the world to be yeah. large, but I also want my life to be more whole, more healthy, more beautiful, uh, more connected to reality, more connected to God. And I think that we can't become that unless we have kind of an, an image you know, yeah, yeah. to move toward. And so I think that's part of why imagination is important is because we can only become what we can, what we think is possible and imagination helps us expand. That's a really good word you used. Thank you. Expand, <laughs> it helps us expand what we, the realm of the possible. And then the second thing is like for kids, this is just kind of like go down a rabbit hole of kids and imaginative play. It's like so yeah. important just on a neurological level for growing up, for yeah. developing your intellect, for becoming, because it's, it's practice. It's, it's yeah. practice for all the different things you can be in the world. You know, kids imagine being a mom or a dad or whatever, because that's their way of kind of trying it on and learning the skills and yes. thinking what it's like. It's working out the muscles of what the reality yeah. would be. It develops yeah. sense of identity. It develops, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing, I remember we would like read historical novels and then I would want to go play it and imagine it. And that was my way of getting inside the world and remembering it and learning yep. and thinking about what it'd be like to live in a different time. So I think it's important I don't just think it's important. If you do the research, it's important for social skills, yeah. for personal sense of identity, for learning. Um, I would add this. I think imagination is important for children specifically for moral formation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting to look back to my life as a kid. As you said, we had all these amazing times that we were encouraged to imagine, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to use our imagination, our backyard, our, our clubhouse, whatever it was, to imagine these wonderful worlds. But what was even more important to me than the world's I was living in uh, imaginatively was 
who I was inside them, yeah. Yeah. the characters I was inside. Those were the important things to me. So mm. uh, our mom would read so many books and we'd watch movies with my dad and we'd have all these different really wonderful characters that were introduced to us at a young age. So I began to learn how to emulate these characters and imagine myself uh, yeah. as yeah. one of these yeah. characters. So, and, if you, and I talk about this often, if you look at little boys, it's not enough for them to watch a superhero movie or to yeah. watch Star Wars. They always want to go and put on the cape or grab the lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an intrinsic thing and it's something that's built into us for a reason. So when, when I was a kid and I did that, when I picked up the lightsaber and I put on the cape and I pretended to be that hero, that was forming the vision of myself and how yeah. I lived my life. Yeah, it might have been, at the time, I might have been thinking about a fantastical worlds, but practicing living as a hero in those fantastical worlds prepared me for living as a quote-unquote hero in my life and in my role and in my story. And so when I actually grew up and faced real life, um, uh, quote unquote, metaphorical monsters, be that mental illness or sadness, depression mm -hmm. or moral quandaries, the times I wanted to give up, times when I wanted to capitulate, I had practiced so often as a kid, imagining myself mm -hmm. as a hero, that vision for myself, like you were talking about, Joy, that vision for what I wanted to be, what I could be, and all those hours and days and years practicing that as a kid actually said, Nathan, you can be a hero in this moment. And it actually informed the choices, the moral choices I made as an adult because I spent all that time imagining as a kid. Yeah, no, that's, that's really great. Actually, that um, Dr. Jonathan Haidt, who's a sociologist, he referred to that as elevation. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the, the phenomenon of seeing someone that you admire and then, and then, um, and often through fiction and then being able to imagine yourself that way yes. and, and then, then that and aspire to that and then it causing you to develop those qualities yourself. We are all Spider-Man and we're all counting on you. It reminds me of, there's a great quote from Chesterton where he says, um, children's stories. Oh uh, yes. What, what, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but he says, Children, yeah, that, children can be told that dragons exist. They need to be told that, that dragons, dragons can be, be defeated. Yeah, yeah. And and so when when you were you know hacking at the orcs and the, in the <laughs> I had no forest, idea that I was practicing to hack at mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gives you again if you get back to that that root word and imagine this image, it gives you yeah. an image of what you could be. And that's I, a, that's a good. I just want to point this out before you have your thought. Again, imagination, I love the root that you point out. The root of the word is image. It's envisioning yeah. reality, yourself, yeah. whatever it is. Imagination is a power that humans have given to us by God to we can, visualize, to see. You yeah. can see something that's not here. Yes. It's, it's magic. But can be here. Like, yeah. Yes. Exactly. It really is magic. Um, when you, yeah, when you think about it, it's really cool. Um, of you know in a in a christian vision we talk about the christian life as being transformed into the image of christ mm. and that means that we have this image of what we could be but are currently not that through grace and through the christian life we're moving toward this image of what we could be yeah and for anyone who doesn't who isn't familiar yeah. with the church um kind of isms what it means when we say we're going to be transformed into Christ, no, we're not going to look like Jesus no. and have the beard in the right way. What it means is we're becoming who we were made to be yeah. because who we're made to be is uh, the most beautiful versions of ourselves, which is found in yeah. the creator. It's the idea that, creator. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, from a Christian perspective, it's the idea that Jesus was, is a human without all the baggage, without all the brokenness, without, it's, it's yeah. a human that is set free and yes. able to thrive. Not in sameness. I love, you know, uh, we were talking about Dante earlier. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I like about um, the Commedia, which of course is a really important book, is that <laughs> all of the people in heaven are like wildly different. Yeah. Um, but there it's like he's giving us this panoply, this 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 huge offering of what kind of all the different kinds of amazing ways humans could be whole and complete mm -hmm. and good and happy. Yes. Yeah. So so your your point about the practical things what, I, what i've heard is you know one is it's you know empathy is incredibly important in order to be friends with and love other people mm -hmm. and across mm -hmm. difference which is something we really need oh, right now if everyone i don't think anybody would think that we don't need to be able to understand and love each other more yes right now and imagine we can't do that without imagination yes um it's to solve problems, you know, mm -hmm. inventing things that are going to make the world a better place, yep. inventing, whether it's, you know, like technology or whatever it is we need. To, and that requires imagination. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you said 
in order to in order to become heroes mm-hmm. in order to become better people that takes imagination mm-hmm. because that's something we are not yet yeah and especially as children it's something we're very much not yet mm-hmm. and so the you know that thing of being able to see what's not there it causes us to be able to as long as our imagination is being shaped by reality it causes us to be able to make that thing there mm-hmm. and if that's a good thing that's something we want it really is like magic it is magic imagination is magic you've heard it here folks Wait, really magic okay i'm gonna sound really dumb what's the root word of magic it probably also has image in it magic nation magic nation hey that actually that's a name that could be the name of something yeah. Yeah. That, that could be the name Hashtag of something copyright yeah. Yeah. copyright and magic nation is ours um, yes next, no, but it's, next children's book yeah, yeah but you can see something that's not here and then make it come true yeah yeah how but is that not again magic? which yeah. is ultimately divine yeah. god yes. saw everything and made it out of his will come true and so when we imagine we act in his Likeness. Exactly. Now, this is why I think it's also really important that our imagination is being formed by good, true, beautiful mm, things. Yes. Because we want to practice imagining good things yes, for yes. us to become. And so it, ma- it matters to fill our hearts oh, with good that's heroes. Oh, that's good. Because if, if we are practicing this, this picturing this thing that's not here and then we're enfleshing that, then if we're constantly telling ourselves bad or anti-heroic or depressing yeah. or nihilistic or angry or, or, angry. or vengeful or yeah. yeah which and the thing is i think some people do practice that like even oh, oh yeah absolutely not so, me <laughs> not us nobody in this I, room yeah, does I'm that totally kind yeah. of loving all the time um but yeah i think it's important to fill your soul with good stories and good imaginations that what you are picturing and becoming is good yeah no it's very true i mean look you, you can you can imagine nazi germany like yeah. and cr- cr- make that mm-hmm. into something you create as well and that's and that's not a world that you want to create. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So or you can imagine a beautiful exactly. Yeah. Yes. I was, I was trying to think of like the the, the anti that, that, but I, I can't think of anything that's worked out. That you can yet. The, the let's say the New Jerusalem. Yeah. Imagine the New Jerusalem. Ah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So so okay. Well, the final thing is if if there are if there are artists or parents listening mm-hmm. to this, what is a way specifically that an artist or a parent can help in make imagination for the their listeners viewed or their children and we've sort of talked about imagination just the artists like just by imagining and sharing imagination you can help other people imagine mm-hmm. but um for artists or parents like how do you um impart impart that animation help that to other people encourage it and connect with it mutually meaning yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, i agree when your kids want to imagine when your listeners want to imagine don't just say okay go imagine imagine with them yeah take part yeah. in the stories with them there was nothing more beneficial to me than when my parents would dress up with me yes and engage yeah. in the stories with me that was meaningful and that helped me know this was not a kid silly thing this is something that was important my parents are doing it with me mm-hmm. so if, if, even if you have listeners or viewers whatever it is a movie is inviting people yes inviting people songs inviting people to imagine with you yeah imagination is a powerful um individual experience it's also a really powerful communal experience yes so when you cut when it comes to the impartation of imagination participate participate do it with the people you love share Mm -hmm. and share your loves yes you love uh, there's nothing i love more than seeing a dad or a mom yeah um share the stories that they love with Mm -hmm. their kids yes i remember the first time i saw star wars (laughs) yes it it is i got to love something with someone who also loved it and there's something human sharing things we love so if you want to impart the beauty of imagination how do that well engage with it and share it with people Mm -hmm. yeah this is a gift that this is a cake you are giving someone that is meant to be eaten with that person. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. yeah, that, that would be my, yeah, I think that's, I think that's excellent. I think for artists or for people who, um, maybe even not just for artists, even for people who have like on their hearts, an issue that they want to change mm. people's minds about, stop thinking about changing people's minds and start mm. to think about how can you help people imagine a different mm. possibility? Ah, that's you really know? Good. What if what if people aren't being persuaded by what you believe is true because they've never thought that it was possible? Interesting. You know, mm. so whatever that means, be creative. Give give people the try start trying to spark people's imagination rather than trying to change people's minds. Yeah. Um, and then I would say I I totally agree with Nathan. We had such a wonderful experience. Our mom and our dad put a lot of effort into helping us imagine. They they had 
a dress up box that they uh, would, <laughs> yeah. would like get things from Goodwill and put in there. Um, multiple clubhouses. Multiple clubhouses. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Cause we moved a lot. There's always kind of a sense of trying to make a place. Drawing pads, libraries. Yeah. 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 But I would also say, just think of it as your, think of it as like a really important part of your job to give your yes. kids a lot of good stories to feed their imagination. Absolutely. A lot of good yeah. possibilities of what kind of people they well, can And have. one of the best ones you could possibly give your kids oh, is, a book. is a new book <laughs> called The Clubhouse by Joy and Nathan Clarkson, which you can pick up right now wherever books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also to give people a little picture of what the book is about. I thought you were going to say the Bible. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I would say just so people know what it's about. The whole kind of concept behind it is it's a clubhouse and it's two it's a girl and boy like us mm -hmm. um and it's them transform the clubhouse into all these different kinds of places so a a knight's castle um a, a ship on the ocean yeah a wagon going west it really is a amazing. playhouse a hospital all these different things and what we want is for kids and parents to read it together and then for kids to want to go out and and stretch that muscle of imagination mm. and play and imagine. And also we hope it makes people want to go read their kids all the kinds of books that are informing yes. the things that are that yeah. they're imagining. Well, just on a practical level, I, I got a picture. We, we sent a couple early copies um, to people just to get some feedback. And I got a picture back yesterday of a mom who gave it to her son and he's looking through. And the amazing thing about this book is, is we just have the most incredible um illustrator and these pictures are detailed this is oh, like whimsical fantasiacal where's waldo yes there's a million things to see on every page kids will be pouring over this for hours and hours and hours finding all these little details we can't believe how lucky we feel i like can't it. believe that the imagination that this artist took yeah yeah and actually put into the book is it's incredible. is just so absolutely amazing so but again it really is an encouragement this book the clubhouse to help you remember the beauty of imagination and what even in a, in a kid's mind, what is possible yeah. through this God-given gift? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I think that, you know what my parents did for me. You know, it's very similar there. I mean, again, my my so my favorite memories are sitting around the dinner table mm -hmm. with them. Again, they're both ordained ministers, and so they love sharing their love of theology and their love of talking about the the Bible, but also then talking about the movies we watched and connecting mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. together. The movies we watched, the movies they shared with, the stories they shared with me, and connecting those to the story of the Bible and the things about God that they loved, and so. How Having those conversations at the dinner table was such a huge formative aspect to me. In no way has informed sitting around a podcast <laughs> yeah, talking exactly. about art and theology. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it shaped what you thought was possible. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but also, I really loved, you know, that as you sort of brought up, Nathan, actually, you know, role playing, you know, adventure stories with us, you know, yes. they, and, and engaging and going and engaging those things with us as well. So like at the dinner table and then outside in the backyard, those things, um, being able to engage with those is, is such an important part for me too. So I think that's something really, I would, I would, uh, encourage people to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagination is beautiful. And I'd say all three of us sitting here, it's affected our lives for the better. It actually probably helped create all of our lives. Yeah. yeah. Uh, imagination. I think we're, we're all, yeah. Which might be an encouragement or a discouragement, depending on how you feel about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh boy, I'm getting Oh, all right. Well, and and I think that that's that sounds like a pretty good place to end it. Do you think so? Yeah. Anything else? I to think say? So. I think we got to move on our blessings and curses. All right. So blessings and curses, where we, yeah. as you know, we pick something that we love in the art media world, and pick something that we dislike. We want to recommend it or disrecommend it. It has to do with our subject we're speaking to that. Exactly. Okay. So imagination. Okay. So do you want to, you want us to go first? Do you have some time to think of some? Yes. Yeah. Are we we're all going to curse the same thing? <laughs> we can. We, we can. It might be the, it it might might be the time. Yeah. yeah it might be the time to do yeah. that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. But first, let's we'll start with blesses. We'll start with okay. blesses. Uh, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I There's so many different things I can bless. Of course I can bless. Uh, the Clubhouse, my book. Yeah, uh, that goes without saying. Yes. Uh, but uh, it really is wonderful. But I, I'm thinking back to all the books I really enjoyed as a kid. And um, there's so many different things I want to bless. But there's a book called Rocks of Oxen. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a children's book called Rocks of Oxen. And it's essentially, and Joy, you'll have to, you'll have to um, jog my memory a little bit to know and to remember all the details. But it's essentially about a bunch of kids who go out in this, in this, it's, uh, kind of field. it's like a desert. Yeah, they, they live in the desert. Maybe um, Kansas I don't, or something. Yeah, some, somewhere is very deserty. The entire book's about a group of kids who go out in the desert and they create a whole world yeah. out of just a few rocks and a few boxes. Yeah, and it, and it really is this beautiful picture 
of what kids can do with so little. It's really a beautiful picture of, of the power of imagination that God has imparted into us. And I, it was just a really wonderful book and it really encouraged me as a kid to go yeah. inside and use my imagination. I also uh, always was really drawn by the fact that they made like a little currency with the pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> so like, That's so cool. I want to have pebble money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, childhood greed, right? Now. <laughs> so it really is a fun, uh, really whimsical, but kind of beautiful book yeah. that shows even in the desert, you can, um, that through imagination, you can create these beautiful worlds yeah. and places to exist in with your friends, with your family, with people. Um, I'm also going to bless, because I love cartoons, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to bless Adventure Time. Yes! I thought Adventure Time actually as an adult. Um, and uh, I, I just like, I just like it, all right? Yeah, I just yeah. really like Adventure Time. It, what it does, it, again, it, it has a funniness to it that really connects with me. I love whimsical things, but in its humor and in its imagination, it also it tackles big adult issues. Mm. And I think sometimes humor and imagination, even whimsical, fantastical imagination, are some of the best places to tackle big, real issues and, um, and that will ultimately leave an effect on the viewer. And I love the characters. I love the storylines. It's just funny. Just It just really is my personality connects with. And um, I will also say what I love is that um, the two main characters, uh, Finn and Jake, live in a tree treehouse so, <laughs> which is very much like the clubhouse book that that i wrote with my lovely sister joy and uh, <laughs> i'm gonna curse oh i have wait, so many we, things well, we all gonna wait let's all bless first yeah, let's all bless and then we all curse, curse the same, same thing yes yes um, okay so i'm drawing kind of a blank but i'm gonna go to the first thing that i thought of when i thought of imagination um i had to review a few weeks ago um Ishiguro's new book. He he was written a whole bunch of like um, Rains of the Day Ooh. and all these kind of depressing things. Okay. Oh yeah. And he wrote this book recently called Clara and the Sun, and it's from the perspective of a robot. And the reason I think it's really interesting is that we have this. You know, we're talking about imagination, yes, yeah. fundamental capacity. So it's this robot who's created for the purpose of taking care of children, Ooh. and is programmed that way. And what's interesting about it is that he this robot. We think that like a robotic imagination would, would have no imagination would be very dangerous. Sure, yeah. But this robot has like these kind of um it, it has this intuitive relationship with the sun and it has this uh it's very beautiful and enchanted. I thought it was gonna be a really like dystopian, depressing novel because mm. that's what he usually writes. But it's this really kind of beautiful, hope-filled, um, and imaginative story. And what it made me think is that to be able to think like a human is to intuit that there's more meaning in the world than we can, than we can imagine. Mm. And that this is kind of what he presents this robot who's programmed to engage with other people basically says that to be empathetic, to be like a human, to be able to take care of humans, you would have to develop this kind of consciousness that was imaginative and even religious. Interesting. interesting. So imagination is really an interesting part of being human. That's separates yeah. us from machines. And, and it's interesting because like, it's supposed to be this machine that is human like, but then there's ways in which the machine is very not human like. Um, but I thought that it was interesting that element of imagination and of, of intuiting meanings in the world that aren't immediately apparent was so central to it. So it was that's awesome. Yeah, it was interesting. I wasn't I wasn't expecting to like it. I, I was I was <laughs> like I had to review it for one of my jobs, and so I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be depressing. And then I was like, wow, this is really beautiful and really poignant about how fundamental imagination and meaning is to thought. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna bless two things fairly quickly. Um, I'm first of all going to bless uh, Inception, the Christopher Nolan movie Inception. I think that's probably one of the best movies about exploring like the, the both the, um, the greatness and also dark side of imagination mm. where it's like, you know, with imagine you can create worlds, you can actually build empathy, understanding with other mm. people, but it also then can be something that does try to take you away from reality. Mm. If it's something that you wanted to replace reality. And that actually becomes one of the central struggles of it is the central character going to use it as a substitute for reality that takes him away from it? Or is he going to actually go into, use it as a way to help him go to reality where there are actual real people to love mm. out there? And okay. so I think that that's a really, I, I really love the exploration of that. Um, that's that's not for your really little kids if you have, <laughs> if you have those. It's for a little bit older, but it's really good for exploring that. I'll also say, because we want people, th the idea of, okay, we want people's imaginations to be formed around goodness and beauty and truth. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, I think, that you know we have a big christian audience for you know some strange reason um <laughs> and uh i would actually recommend if you want people's imaginations to be formed around scripture and the bible and around jesus i would recommend actually the tv series the chosen mm -hmm. 
that's coming because you know again i love the first season second season slightly less but one of the things i think is really cool about it is that it does try to explore and be imaginative about things about the scriptures about what jesus could be like how disciples could be like but do it based on the reality and and probability of what we know yeah because there are other you know artistic depictions of jesus last temptation of christ that attempt to do this without actually basing it on the reality a reality basically on and so this actually tries to use the reality of it to um to be imaginative and i think that at least that could give your kids or other people an idea of what that could look like have imagined it themselves can i bless a second thing yes yes you can related to that you're a guest so you're allowed to do that related to that i want to bless and in line with that there's a a book called the tree of life which is not has not the Malik Jones movie, also and a good movie. It's but. by this medieval mystic named Bonaventure, who's one of my favorite. I had to do my uh, PhD. Um, uh, one of those medieval yeah, mystics. <laughs> but what's great about him is he had this exact. He was he was the head of the Franciscans, and he wanted to help people connect with the story of Jesus. Yeah. And so he wrote this really intensely imaginative work where he imagines the Gospels as this big tree, and then he goes and he just like has a great time imaginatively going through each scene in Jesus' life and he imagines like the people were there and what they wore and what the, mm. what everything smelled like. And his whole the whole point of it was this was to help people enter in. Yeah. Kind of like, to envision the reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I and so when I watch the chosen I think, well he's just in a long line of yes. Christians who've done this, who took scripture and were kind of faithful to it, but were using it as a as a starting point to enter into imagination of what it was like to be with Jesus and walk with yeah, him. Yeah, to make it more and more real. Yeah. Imagination can actually bring more reality to your because life. Because it's magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's one thing we want you to learn today, imagination is, is magic. Imagination. Imagination. That could also be, it sounds like propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like we start our own country. And yeah, like imagination. imagination. Like <laughs> yes. Okay, now we're going to do what we've been waiting We're to. waiting to all curse together. All right. Three, two, one. The, the Green, Green Knight. Knight. <laughs> we just become best friends. Yep. We all saw The Green Knight together. I, I, are we going to lose our like cool kid RC? I've never had a cool kid RC friends. So I, I don't I, care. I had high hopes. So did I. I was willing to like it. No, we can't because we're sitting with an almost doctor. So we'll, we're fine. Oh yeah. Doctors <laughs> so, are not cool. As long as, as long as the, the doctor, the PhD, didn't like it, we're, we're in safe territory. It was... So bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Okay. What, <laughs> I, why is it bad? Okay. Why is it bad, everyone? Why are we cursing? Why don't you say? Why don't you say how it was bad as a story? Well, I'll say this as someone who wasn't familiar with the story. Yeah. And didn't haven't read the original yeah. poem. It was Gwen and the Sir Gwen Green Knight. Sir, Sir Gwen the Green, Green Knight. Um. So I was coming in out of vacuum with no context. I knew it was Arthurian. I knew it was a classic, you know, uh, British tale. That kind of thing. And I had high hopes because the trailer looked cool. Yeah. I like weirdness. Yeah. I like creativity. I like, um, you know. Atmosphere. Yeah, experimentation. But what every good story has to have, and it's just human, there's some things that every story, if you want it to be good, has to have. And it's good narrative. It's good arc. It's good yeah. characters. <clears throat> and this is, I guess the way I described it was all garnish, no meal. Yeah. Or yeah. My, my favorite way is, um, I made this up, but this is original, all mustard, no hot dog. <laughs> so it was beautiful. It was filmed really, 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 really well. It was it was absolutely gorgeous technically, but a trend I see growing, especially in this modern age, is <laughs> making things really aesthetically pleasing, but because of our, our void of any- um, Meaning meaning that we have in life yeah. is kind of uh the, this very pervasive nihilism that we feel like we have to yeah. put in everything. it's just like things happening it's it's things happening and so we kind of say as long as it's beautiful it must be good no this was a technically beautiful movie the colors yeah. the filming the acting all this and it meant nothing and yeah. ultimately again i'm sorry and then i'll be done you guys going the whole uh, spoiler alert okay good but you yeah. should we're cursing it so you really shouldn't say yeah, it. Really should <laughs> it. the whole point is he chops off a guy's head and the guy says, well, now I get to chop off your head. And if you're a real man and you want honor, you'll let me chop off your head in a year. And so the whole thing is him finding honor by going to get his head chopped off. And everyone, and people were saying, well, you know, he's finding honor. That's what No, that's not. Honor doesn't exist in a vacuum. Honor exists when it's for something, when it's yeah. for your betterment, someone else's betterment, to save someone, to save the princess, to, to rescue your, your lane, whatever it is. And so, it, and ultimately he gets there and the guy's about to chop off his head. He goes, wait, 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 Dwight, you know, kind of asking if I have honor. And, and is, is this it? And he goes, 
what else would there be? I'm like, oh, there, there's yeah. nihilism. Just, it means nothing. It's kind of very Nietzschean. Yeah. Make your own, the only meaning of life is making your own meaning because we're all going to die. So you might as well just pretend you have meaning to get through life. And that's pretty much all this was. Yeah. But again, ultimately, it was void of any meaning and it was just pretty fun. and it was all mustard, no hot dog. All mustard, no <laughs> hot dog. That's my new catchphrase. By yes. The way. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that. And I think a big part of what you're saying is just that. I think almost everyone in our party just didn't enjoy it very much. Yeah. yeah. It was just very long. There's a, you know, I think there are many tests that a good story, a good movie can pass, but I feel like the first one is people should enjoy watching it. Like yes. it should be good yes. things. Yeah. You should actually have fun or be moved. Yeah. And I was neither. Yeah. You have fun, be moved, be gut wrenched. I was kind of like, I, it was also kind of yucky. It was just like, yeah. It, yeah. Not a movie for kids and not a movie for adults. Yeah. Th yeah there, there's a scene in there. And if you do see it, you'll know what we're talking oh, about. And it's I, like, not, nobody needs to see I'm that. I don't want to see that. But like, again, modern age, th there's something to crassness and grossness. And this should be a beautiful tale. Of yeah. 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 Now, I was going to say, now, being someone who's read the story, yeah. the, the medieval, first of all, when I saw the credits, I was like, how in the world are they going to make this into a movie? It's a super weird. <laughs> yeah. Like even for medieval stories, it's pretty weird. Yeah. And they didn't, I think that that first intuition mm -hmm. was correct. I don't think that they translated it. But the story itself is kind of interesting and it is about honor. And yeah. like that whole thing with like, should he cut off the guy's head? Um, the Green Knight is actually this really funny character who's just kind of like teasing the this this knight who wants honor and ultimately the whole point of the story is that he kind of wins he kind of like mm. teases him and he, he wins but the point of the story is that the knight almost totally keeps his honor and, and fails in one little teeny tiny way and even that's enough to mark his conscience mm. now i think it'd be really interesting in our world to tell a story where we say what is honor worth now honor in that context really meant like fame success sure respect and if we were to, to tell a story we said, is fame, success, and respect worth breaking your own conscience? That would be such a good story to tell. That'd be a great yeah. and, and But it didn't tell that story. Basically, the story it told was, well, get fame, respect, and all those things without honor. Yeah, and nothing honor really matters. Yeah, yeah and, and there's a really important, uh, speaking of the yucky scene, that scene does not happen in the book. The whole point of so the book long, is that it doesn't happen. It's in a long line of um, movies and script screenwriters who decide to take a story they like and really and make it theirs. Yeah, ruin yeah. It. yeah. Joseph, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. <laughs> One more thing. When the Clarksons get together, it's going to be a longer episode, folks. Yeah. What can you say? <laughs> As a lady, I didn't appreciate that they added numerous female characters whose only point was to like be sexy time. With the yeah. Are you, call, are you talking about male gaze? Yeah. <laughs> did it pass the Bechtel test? I bet it didn't. No, 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 no. no, no. Absolutely the, not. The two women, were, no two women were in the same room talking about something other than a man. So you did yeah. not pass the Bechtel test. It's a very unwoke movie yeah, too. Yeah, so it was like, it just added women for raunchiness. And I yeah. don't appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I, I think there's a lot that you're saying there. A lot of it kind of goes to a, a lot of things that I was feeling about it. Is First of all, there was... You know, all, every story, every good story has unity between, you know, plot, character, and theme. Like the characters who do the things, the plot, the things that happen, and the, the larger themes that they're doing. And what I found while watching it, okay, uh, <laughs> social media people, um, what I found watching is that there was always a, a divorce between there's events happening and mm -hmm. images being thrown at me, but they don't connect either to the characters yes who they're like they, you feel nothing for you, it. it's, yeah. like, it's like okay there's things happening but the the things that happen don't tie to help the characters grow mm -hmm. or to expand on the theme there's so that the this this almost like anti anti-human separation between things happening yeah. the people doing them and the the deeper themes behind them which was I, I just a dehumanizing thing to watch yeah and a deeper thing of course then also i found very offensive i always find this offensive i talk this about sort of with some of the, my issues i have with some of the narnia adaptations when authors decide they're going to take the story but take out the themes the author originally that wanted. Yeah. it's like it's taking it's, the heart out of a body it's yeah. like telling spider-man but without great power comes great responsibility yes, yes. it's like you take what the author intended the, the the themes that they wanted and insert your own themes into it i think is is a very disrespectful thing regardless but then way to put it yeah but then also ultimately it was attempting to be a deconstruction of the chivalric idea of honor and the problem was and in our party we talked about this last night 
they they didn't construct the idea yeah. effectively enough in order so to deconstruct yeah. it. So it couldn't effectively deconstruct it. Interesting. So it couldn't even be good deconstruction because they didn't even they were nothing deconstruct. They exactly. never knew what honor was. They didn't or why introduce you care about it. Exactly. It didn't make you give you like they, they didn't give you a sufficient character of honor to deconstruct. And so again, it's sound and fury signifying nothing. <laughs> so ultimately yes. what we're saying is yes. to wrap this actually great review. You guys should the whole podcast after <laughs> this review is worth it. What we're saying is we're cursing this because it was someone who failed to imagine something that could have been so much more beautiful yes. and imagined it in a way that oh, well was done Nathan meaningless. Yes. And I didn't like the way it informs your imagination is it makes you think honor is not possible. True. Oh Awesome. Well, well done. Very good. Okay. Well, this is great. I had fun. I hope you guys had fun. I had fun. <laughs> I had fun. And yes, I hope this has helped you imagine ways to imagine yourself. Anyway, if people want, if you watch this and listen to this and uh, want to uh, learn more about and get in contact more, do stuff more with joy, where should people go? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter too much, so you can follow me at the Brave. And uh, yes, we often um, have our little tweets. Back and forth, yes. Um, and then I'm on uh, Instagram as Join Us the Brave. I have a podcast also where we talk about very similar <gasps> things. And by, I just did the Royal We because I don't have a co host. <laughs> so, um, me, myself, and I and have a podcast. Yeah, the Lord. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's called Speaking with Joy. And then um, I also write for a publication called Plow, and I'm on, I think I said Instagram. Yes. Just, yeah. just Google me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clarkson. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm NathanClarkson.me, or in, search my name, Nathan Clarkson, any of the socials. And by the way, uh, Joy and I did write a book, which you've probably heard many times in this podcast. Yes. Wait, wait, what? Uh, you wrote a book? I did. <laughs> the Clubhouse. And it's available anywhere books are sold. We really are proud of this book. It's beautiful. And I did want to shout out our absolutely amazing illustrator, mm, Joshua yeah. Timothy Taylor, did just such a fantastic job on these. MVP. Yeah, really. <laughs> Guys, this, this book is absolutely beautiful. I, You know, you never know. Um, and, and you don't want to, how do I say this? When I got this book, I looked at it and said, this would have been my favorite children's book if I was a kid. No. Yeah. It really is beautiful. We want to encourage imagination. So please grab a copy for your kid. It would mean so much to us. We put our, our childhood and our souls and our hearts behind this. And we believe in this message of the beauty of imagination. So, so go get your copy. Yes. Joseph. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm also on the socials, uh, normal guy eight on uh, Twitter. And uh, it's a long story. Um, and uh, Instagram is uh, Holmes5905. And also my website, josephholmesstudios.com. And also you can check out the overthinkersjournal.com. Yes. Thank you again, everyone, so much for joining. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm-hmm.